0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We have started an examination of the book of 2 Peter. Uh, 2 Peter, and really uh, at the very get-go and his uh, what we would call... His intro, his greeting, there's some tremendously insightful things here that we really, really need to know, we need to understand. And we went through the first three verses of it in our last episodes. Let me run through those real quick again to set the context for what we're about to see in the next couple of verses. In second Peter chapter one, verse one, says this Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior. Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing, now this is all one sentence, these first three verses is one sentence. Listen to this. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And that's what we looked at in the last episode, is that the divine power of the Most High God has granted to us, has granted to those who have repented and confessed, true believers, everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything that we need has been granted to us, and it's granted to us by His divine power. And it comes through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. So it's the power of the Most High God who has called us, the knowledge that he has, which is unlimited in everything, his divine power, it has been granted to us. Now, listen, he continues on with this thought in verse 4. 4, by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. Uh, by these, why? What does that mean by these? Uh, well, it seems to reflect back to what we just saw in the previous verse. His glory, His excellency, the divine power, the life and godliness that He has granted to us, everything we need. So by these, He's granted to us, there's that phrase again, granted to us, His precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust." So we see here that the world is corrupted. (laughs) Well, that's no surprise, right? But the world's corrupted by lust. And this goes all the way back to the very, very beginning. The world's corrupted by lust, but we have escaped it. And the way we have escaped it is that we have become partakers of the divine nature. If you remember, when you go back to Genesis, God created man in his image. And we are literally as believers and what God desires of humans is to be imagers of Him, to be an imager of God. Here is expressed as the divine nature. So, we have the divine power that has been granted unto us. We are partakers of the divine nature, and that right there it changes everything. Once we realize this, that God has granted this to us. And these are precious and magnificent promises. We have been transformed. We are to be conformed to his likeness in everything that we do. Now, listen to what he says in the next uh, verse. Uh, the, the next verses 5, 6, and 7, all one sentence again. And it's sort of a list. Well, it is a list. And he says this, Now, for this very reason also, well, what, what very reason also? Okay, We saw a while ago, he said, because of these, he's granted to us. Well, I think the reason is this. For this very reason, for the reason that we are partakers of the divine nature, for the reason that the divine power has been granted to us, everything pertaining to life and godliness, granted to us precious and magnificent promises, for this reason, applying all diligence, this is verse 5 now, in your faith... Supply, moral excellence. And in your moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. And in your self-control, perseverance. And in your perseverance, godliness. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness. And in your brotherly kindness, love. Well, boy, that's, that's quite a little list right there, isn't it? A lot of times people think that this is something that you start with one, then go to two, go to three, go to four. And if you do all these things in the order and in the role that this is laid out right here, then you'll be all right. Well, I don't think that's exactly right. I think we're to do all these things all the time. But you see some things. And so I just want to reiterate what it is that he's calling us to do and the relationship with each one of them. So he says, for this reason, applying all diligence, he tells us we are to be diligent. We are to be diligent in the faith. We are to be diligent in partaking of the divine nature. We are to be diligent of uh, manifesting the divine power that's been granted to us pertaining to life and godliness. We're to be diligent. And in your faith, supply moral excellence. So we're to have faith. We are to be diligent in this faith. And in that faith, we're to supply moral excellence of virtues, the way the King James expresses that. We are to be virtuous, and we are to be morally correct in what we do. And then he says, in your moral excellence, knowledge. So it's, it's a kind of thing that is building and cascading and yet all happening at the same time. So we are to be diligent. We are to have faith. We are to have moral excellence. We are to have knowledge. Okay, We are to know the things of the Lord. We are to know the ways of the Lord. And you know what? If we tap in, if we just allow his divine, nature, divine power – To uh, release himself and to realize that we are partakers of that divine nature. This is not something that we have to sit there, oh, I got to study for 29 years to have knowledge of God. No, 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 no. What it's talking about is that we will know, that we will know him because he knows us. So, knowledge and your knowledge, self control. We are to be people of self control and our self control, perseverance. Notice he started off applying all diligence in our faith. So, we have diligence, we have perseverance. And in perseverance, godliness. We are to be a godly people. You know, well, how can we do that? Well, he told us in verse 3, remember? Yeah, his divine nature is granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. So we allow that divine power, not divine nature, but divine power to manifest itself. And then he said, brotherly kindness. In that godliness, we manifest brotherly kindness. And then in brotherly kindness, Love. I think there is a reason why he ended with love because all these things, if you don't have love with them, then you are nothing. Let me just read the last verse because it sort of brings it all together, what he's saying. Verse 8, 2 Peter 1. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, notice they're yours and they're increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He sort of says a positive thing in the negative way. He says, they render you neither useless. In other words, you're going to be useful and you're going to be fruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these will be manifestations that you're actually living within the di- divine power, the divine nature, and that you're pursuing this diligently and you're persevering in faith and in excellence and in knowledge and in self-control and in godliness and in brotherly kindness and in love. If these qualities, and we'll learn more about the qualities uh, later, if these qualities are yours and are increasing, you will be useful and you will be fruitful. One last verse, verse 9. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. So you see right there that there it is possible to be a true believer, because as Gis said, having forgotten his purification from his former sins, it is possible to be a believer and not walk in these qualities or be lacking in some of these qualities. If you do so, you are described as blind or short-sighted. Okay, I think we have a lot of Mr. Magoo's. Uh, within the professing body of Christ. And I guess you have to be a certain age to understand that, but we'll talk about it later, okay? Well, again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.